finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan. Entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello. Heather, Heather, Heather. Hello there, Do It With Dan. How are you? <laughs> Good, how are you doing? Good. Everyone would like to introduce Heather. A magical little creature but I'd like her to tell you who she is Heather who are you who am I mm, that's a question that I I actually ask myself every day as I wake up and every night as I go to bed so there was actually um, a yogi that actually recommended that that's a question that you need to ask and there was um was that in Untethered Soul you read Untethered Soul right yes Michael Singer Love. talks about the dr- drilling down to the true meaning of who am I uh, but outside of the physical outside of outside of the um the definitions that the world impresses upon us who are we so that's actually interesting that you do that every day what is the most interesting answer that you've ever come back with when you ask yourself that question honestly i am who i am and that's Mm. probably the biggest thing that i get is does it really matter i am who i am i'm the same person every single day it's how I view that person to be. It's the external things that can make a difference in how I view myself. It's, it's interesting, as you and I both know, the work that we've done with Dr. Joe Dispenza has been critical to me and, and helping me to realize who I am. Without meditation, um, I honestly don't know that I'd be there. So would you say that meditation almost gives you a framework within which you can have that very detached perspective where you just say, I am who I am, and that's pretty cool, moment to moment, let's deal with it. Would you say that that's... Yes. Because there's a difference between being laissez-faire in the extreme of not caring and laissez-faire as in I'm detached because I can let it be, I can just let things be as they are because I'm so comfortable and and, and centred and grounded within myself, right? Absolutely. And, and I do think that what happens with meditation is you let go exactly of who you are. Um, my son and I were having a conversation the other day, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who Neville Goddard is, but Neville, Neville Goddard is one of my favorite all-time yep. philosophers yep. or whatever you want to call yes. him. <laughs> they call him the modern, modern American. Yes, right? yes. Something like that. But he talks often about imagination. And um, he, off, he also talks about how you are God. You yourself are God. Mm-hmm. And, and whether you think of God as the divine being or, you know, the spiritual entity or the universe or, or God or Jesus or however you view it, it comes down to you are this beautiful, magnificent creation and it's up to you to feel the way you do about yourself and to not let external things get to you and be in a place of, of patience and kindness and gratitude. And, and yes, I do believe that I get there more often than not when I'm in meditation. Okay, so tell me this then. How do we deal with this concept of blasphemy? Because it's very interesting that I... I'm new to Neville. I've been working. I've got his collect, the collection of his complete works and I've been making my way through it. But it's very, very heavy reading. I find I can only read a little bit at a time and then I need to take a break because it, it's just it, 
it's very challenging to to, to deal with the, the level of information he deals with. But one thing I found a lot is that he he spends a good chunk of his time quoting the Bible um, and showing what appears to be a very Christian a very Christian foundation to what he's 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 dealing with. And I know mm-hmm. that there's a parallel that some people say where um, where Jesus is quoted as referring back to Psalms where he says, ye are gods and children of the most high. But isn't there an element of, isn't there the, not the danger, isn't there the, the shadow of blasphemy around that description? Or is the real magic finding a balance between what man defines as God what God is and where we fit in terms of our own connection to God, our own divinity. You are children of the most. Yes. I, you know, I, I often think that Christianity um, and spirituality, if, if you look at them, they're parallel. They really are parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people to choose that choose to believe that when you're spiritual, you're not Christian. And mm-hmm. there are people that believe that when you're Christian, you're not spiritual, Right. What what, what yeah, do yeah. the two mean? And are you blasphemous if you believe that you're spiritual um, and you only believe in a higher power, but you can't define that higher power? Where Neville Goddard is, he believes in God. He was very much a Christian. And um, yeah. and he let people know that. What he basically was was, I think, the premise of everything he said was, you are God. You breathe like God. You are God. Everything about you is God. We were all created equal. Um, I think that's his premise. That's where you start from. And, um, you know, everybody's going to look at that differently and interpret that differently. But he's, he, I completely agree with you when you read his, his texts a paragraph at a time will have you pondering for hours. So yes. it's really hard to the book that I have of Neville Goddard's right now that I am reading is called the power of imagination. I think oh, that's in the collection that I'm reading at the moment. Yes. Um, what well, it is, I've got the complete work. Mm, of course it's there, Daniel. Um, but, the, but sometimes I feel like I have to slow it down because I don't want to miss right. something. Or I don't really want to have had that because you'll get through one section. Like there was this one really, really powerful, and it's the last one I read, and I'm still working with it. And that's where he talks about the Sabbath, yes. um, which the the way that he dissected the whole concept of the Sabbath and how that translates into our life and needing the day of rest because you've done the work of creation, but not it's not tied to a literal seventh day but it is literally the culmination of that period of creation. And you can take that time off because like God said, God looked, rested and said it was good. Yeah. You get to the point where it's like, I don't have to do any more creating because I have created it. And we do that in micro cycles with whatever we're working on in our life, whether it's in a relationship, um, uh, whether it's uh, some form of personal development. And I like how that translates as well, not necessarily just to um, spiritual-esque hippie style spirituality but anything that you're doing in your life whether it's a project um your homework you get to that point of resolution where it's like yep it's cool and you enter that mental that emotional rest from it and in that time you can just relax and get ready and rejuvenate for the next period of creation yeah 
Oh, I love that. So Sundays are the rest from the rest of the days when you create. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, you know, I, he was all, he was all about the essence of prayer and prayer being faith and, um, and that you create when you pray and, and your imagination, um, controls everything. It's an art, it's a practice. And Mm -hmm. yeah, he, he's very, um, I, I really like his work. I think honestly, where I started in, in my faith and spirituality, I grew up Catholic so like yeah yeah oh, yeah i think you told me that yeah, before. so because that, that reminds me of something i want to talk to you about afterwards but carry on no no but it's just you know it's completely different from where i am today um yeah but it it gave me the basis to to understanding there is something bigger out there there's something far beyond mm-hmm. what we, any of us can understand and interpret that's out there and how cool is that right <laughs> amazing yeah. And one thing as well is that um, I was actually just talking to my brother-in-law about this literally in the last hour. And that's the whole way that science is now starting to almost relent and start accepting that a lot of these things that are class of spirituality are real things. And then you can start, when you start backtracking into history and seeing that ancient civilizations, spirituality were classed as sciences because they just understood it on a different level, right? Yes. Um, and one of the things, one of the ways that ties in, if we go even going back to what we we're just talking about with um, with Neville Goddard, is that reality as a whole. I mean, if you look at the word even omnipresence, right? This is one of the attributes that we give to divine to 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 God. Omnipresence literally means everywhere. And then we go into quantum physics and we see that unified field and that everything is the same thing manifesting itself in different at different vibrations. Then when you look at it in that perspective, then he's not really being blasphemous by saying you are God because you are an expression right. of what some might call God or some don't, I mean, some don't have the comfort to call it that because of the dogma that's attached to it. But right. I think it's a really beautiful thing to be honest. I do too. And we all experience, you know, life in, in different ways. And um, I'm just glad I'm open to it. And I suggest other people to be open to learning about faith and how different mm-hmm. people view faith. It's, it's yeah. it truly is. I, I love how Goddard just says prayer is the art of believing. Mm. And whether you're Christian, whether you're spiritual, uh, whether you're Muslim, who, whatever mm-hmm. faith you believe in, um, really, when you're praying, you're believing. Mm. So let's make that. it that simple. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing that I really just go back to because I remember once we had a conversation. You, you were talking about angels. So let's talk about angels because, oh my. I, yes, I know this is something that really excites you. So I needed to it does. come back down to earth a little bit. It, it um, does because again, this comes back to almost an iconography that we attach to to certain. And when you go into the etymology of the word angel, it's really just a messenger. Yes. So an angel, really, even when you look at it from whatever scriptural basis you're doing it doesn't necessarily mean a particular form although uh, we have generally in western society depicted it as um small whether it's a, a cherub with you know blonde hair blue eyes big wings and a white gown or whatever or whether it's the uh, the way that they were just depicted in ancient samaria or or whatever but there's 
another almost magical way that you can look at the concept of a messenger because obviously we 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 look at reality in three dimension but when you start to step outside of that three dimension and you start seeing that these things that we give physical form to don't necessarily need to be physical and that messengers can take any shape then really um anything that comes to you in your dream from whatever you class as being the divine and gives you whether it's a message of comfort whether it's a message of guidance or whether it's a mission of uh, a message of um, repute, whatever, it doesn't necessarily need to take a physical form. And I just, I wanted you to just take a moment just to talk about your experience with channeling the, I would say the essence of the angel concept and how you've used that with your, in your own life with, um, with dealing with, with life situations. Oh, awesome. I love this. Uh, probably the, the, the most relevant experience for me with regards to angels. My son was very young. Um, I bet he was probably eight years old, maybe. And he handed me a little, do you remember beanie babies? Yeah. <laughs> he handed me this little beanie baby angel. And he said, mom, this is your guardian angel. I want you to keep this in the car with you. And, and whenever you travel, you'll be safe. And he handed it to me. So I put it in, um, I'm like, okay, where can I put this thing so it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, get all dirty. <laughs> yeah. The dog doesn't get it. And, yeah, and yeah, I put yeah, it yeah. in my, um, uh, in my car, in my, um, what do you call those things? A dashboard. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So I put it in my car yeah. in a special, special spot and the angel's yeah. sitting upright. Well, my mother and my daughter and I were traveling to meet, um, my husband and my two other daughters, um, or I'm sorry, my daughter and my son. And we had about an hour, two hour drive ahead of us. And all of a sudden what happens, but oh my goodness, for some reason, this like railroad tie starts traveling towards us. It was almost like it was a dream. On mm-hmm. the interstate, I'm going 75 miles an hour, and this railroad tie had been dropped from a truck or a car, and it comes flying up the windshield. And it was as if it was, like, now when I remember it, just as it was then, it was like it was slow motion. And this railroad tie comes towards me and starts uh, coming to the windshield. There was nothing I could do. There were cars to the right of me, cars in front of me, cars behind me. And it literally hit the windshield head on at the passenger side. Fortunately, it didn't hit. um, It hit straight on and not on one end, because if I think I think if it had hit one end, there would have been a tragedy. But it it broke through the windshield. It's shattered the windshield. I took my calmly took my foot off of the gas, pulled over to the side of the road and none of us were hurt. Nobody was hurt. And my son just wow. that morning had given me that angel beanie baby. <laughs> so wow. did that angel beanie baby take on the manifestation of an angel? I mean, was there an angel inside that beanie baby? Or was mm-hmm. it just that I believed that that angel was protecting me? I, I don't know. I can't answer that. But I know that that angel's in my car and has been every single day since then. I don't travel anywhere 
in my car without that thing. That was but probably there was a power. There yes. was a power though, isn't there? In, yes. in, in what we um in what we uh what's the word I'm looking for? In in the meaning that we attach yes. to things. Um faith of the mustard seed to the Christian Bible. You look at everything that was accomplished in terms of even the miracles that produced from then till now, they've all been on the back of and when you dissect it another step back, you see that everything that you have that happens in your life happens because of faith and belief. I wrote a, a quote which I made into a meme. I haven't really done much with it yet, but I will do. And it's um, that faith is the acceptance of something as fact, whether for the good or for the bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you accept something as a fact, then it, it, it manifests in your life. And if you took that beanie baby to be a protective angel, then you opened up almost the road to that reality being created where you were protected by that angel, right? Oh, absolutely. I I truly believe um, that your thought creates reality, that what you you think manifests and creates, we create every day. Um, If I might go back to the angels, there's there's a book um, called Angels Speak, and yes. it, Trudy Griswold is the author of the book. Can and you send me the link to that afterwards? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to add it to my to-read list. Absolutely. You can share it with me on Goodread. We're friends of Goodread now. On Goodread. Yes. Yes. You can share it with me. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It is probably one of the most profound books I've ever read. And, and basically, it talks about how angels are here to, to guide us. Exactly, exactly what you were talking about. Um, they can take any shape. I, mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, we hear those, those stories all the time of, of people that have near death experiences and there's somebody sitting in the car next to them, mm-hmm. you know, when they wake up and that person was never re- really there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you hear stories like that all the time, but the big premise of the book is that you can talk to your angels at any, any point in time. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I do is I, I feel like red is a very manifesting color So I have a red notebook with a red pen and I don't do this every night, but when I choose to do it, I I don't like to have to have something in my life that I have to do every day Yeah, because then it becomes non, non important to me, you know? Yeah. Um, So when I feel like I, I need to have that communication with, with my angels, I will sit down and there are two things I do. One, I will write to them, dear angels, Mm -hmm. and I I let them know where I might need their guidance in my life. Mm -hmm. And I ask for, for their help. And I really truly believe that they hear me. And I really truly believe they're there. And it's been evident in my life in so many ways, but the most, Oh, the most amazing thing is when you let them write to you. Yes. And it's called, you know, conscious streaming if you want uh, with writing um, I know there's Julia, Julia Cameron talks about morning pages, just letting go and just writing whatever you want to write something, mm-hmm. something like that. Very, very, very similar, but you, but you're, you're not about what you're writing. And the first word on the page should be dearest Dan, dearest yeah. Heather, we're writing to ourselves, but we're letting the angels write to us and you just let it go. 
unbelievable. Some of the things that have been said to me, um, the words they use are words I never use. Yeah. Um, they will, they're, they're so silly and giggly and just beyond loving and kind. And, and it's amazing, Dan. It's changed my life. It honestly has changed my life. And isn't that the most important thing, right? Because like one thing that came to me talking now is that the challenge in that situation can be, yeah, but um, why talk to the angels if you can talk to God? Why, why go through the rigmarole of, writing not the rigmarole but why go through the exercise of writing in a diary uh, and documenting uh, documenting the conversation with uh, uh, a messenger of god if you can just talk to god directly you know that's a good question that really truly is a good question um when i when i think of angels i think of these beautiful spiritual loving beings that are put on in our reality to help yeah. us, to assist mm-hmm. us, to be, to be just to be there for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And everything that Trudy talks about in this book is one of the things that she talks about in this book is how you can't angels due to free will yeah. cannot help you unless you ask for their assistance That's and their guidance. Right. Of, of everything. Sort of yeah. Even school, even God free will. Yeah. Right. Um, but they are, you know, they're at the gate to God. They're yeah. the ones that are put down here. So, so also, if you, if you do some reading about angels, angels are closer to us um, on an energetic level, level yeah. than yeah. God is. Vibrational frequency. Yeah. So if you think of vibration and you think of frequency, they're easier to, they can hear us quicker, faster, um, and that's their sole purpose is they are here that, to help us. Isn't that really then about us? Because you can't, li- we can't limit God and say that God can't hear us. It's that we, you can talk about scientifically and talk about the vibrational frequency and talk about different levels of, of reality, like which is scientific. Right. And say that almost the purpose is to make it a bit easier for us to connect to God. It's yes. not that God has difficulty connecting to us. It's that we sometimes need that little nudge. It's just like, um, what's an example? What's an analogy? What's an analogy? Um, almost well, like a, a tin opener. A tin opener. You can get into the tin, right? You can you can cut it open, yes. and you'll get there. But tin opener just makes the job easier. So in in a way, our the angels become our friends because they just make it easier because of us, not because of the limitation of. Of, of God, but an, a limitation with us as humans to connect to that higher power. It's almost like a, a, a bridge. Abs- absolutely. I think that's a good, a, a great analogy would be a bridge. They're God's yeah. messengers. They're working for him. And mm-hmm. the, and basically they're all, their ultimate desire is to benefit mankind, to help us. So I think when you look at it as, as, as just, they are, they're messengers, mm. right? Just, it's, it's your best friend. Yeah. Somebody to talk to, somebody, mm-hmm. somebody to hear your ills. If you want to, if you want to look at it this way, it's, yeah, yeah, it could be a glorified psychiatrist, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really could. It could be your advisor, your best friend, your, you know, uh, however you want to view it. But what I have found is so profoundly, they are always there. If I ask them to speak to me, they are always there. And the guidance they provide 
is beyond, I mean, it's beyond remarkable. And not everybody's going to believe this. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's completely but that's the, okay. But this is the thing that just came to me now. Two things. First and foremost, another analogy, training wheels. Almost we yes. consider angels as the training wheels. Um, yes, the argument could be there that people can then never take the training wheels off. As long as you're connecting to God, that's what's important. At the end of the day, I suppose you could make that argument. But this isn't the only training wheel that exists in reality when you think about it. In many respects, my own thoughts, for, to some extent, are that religion in many, to, to some people, are training wheels also because they're another gateway for people to understand the eternal thing that is God. Um, the same way that some people commune with nature in order to have that connection to a divine presence, which we don't all call God. But right. um, I, I just I, one of the things I'm, I'm very passionate about is reaching the point whereby people stop arguing with each other about how we all get to the same thing, which is a connection to that thing that's bigger than us, that, that's greater than us, um, that we are all a creative manifestation of, that existence in and of itself originated from that omnipotent that omnipresent that omniscient loving love thing that we all want to get back to and angels yeah some people might not connect to it but some might use nature some might be scripture right scripture every day and that's their connection that's their bridge um for some people they are very comfortable just going into a space where they feel deeply and beautifully authentically connected to that divine presence to god yeah. Um, and and what's what makes it wrong if if somebody has a different way that they're able to um you know reach that that space of love and gratitude yeah. and and be amazing, you know, mm-hmm. who am I to judge? What you know, yoga. Some people yeah. do choose to do yeah. yoga so to yoga. get to that space. Qi, tai Chi, Qigong, meditation, meditation. Yes. Prayer. Yes. So some people playing an instrument. And just allowing that beautiful creative space to be their bridge to something outside of them, to great, the, give, um, something greater than themselves. I think intent comes down to it, right? Right. Intent's a really powerful thing. Um, if you're going into that space to connect to that or open to connecting to that higher space. Um, my personal, personal thing is that over time, because there wasn't always Islam, there wasn't always Christianity, there wasn't even always Hinduism. There wasn't always, um, what's the word? What's another one? Sikhism. These things weren't always there, but God always was. Right. And at some point, there was always a way that the truth of the thing that we call God revealed itself to humanity and was just there to give love, mm-hmm. um, to give guidance, to give strength, direction, provision. Um, and I think when you look at it in that, in terms of that, and you look at the universal truths across the board, because there are universal truths across the board, no matter what avenue to God that you're talking that you're looking at, there are core principles, if you will. Right. You will get to God. Yes. I love that. Intent is a powerful thing, isn't it? And yes. and and I and I do believe that we all have our magical ways of getting there, like we just talked about. And, and again, why judge, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, if, if somebody's happy, that that's, that's amazing. If they're getting love, guidance, strength, provision from 
the way they choose to get it. Um, wow. Well, good for them. That makes exactly. them a more powerful, amazing person. Exactly. All I can tell you is, is I know the angels light me up and I feel them every single day. And that's the most important thing. You found mm-hmm. your, your connection. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I've, I've not really gone down this particular road, me personally. Um, I was raised in quite a, uh, a devout Christian home. So a lot of my core programming in relation to relationship to an understanding of what we call God comes from that upbringing. But I understand. I get taking time to understand other people's faiths, other faiths and groundwork to the point where I'm, I'm, I can quite comfortably um, go with the Hindu to a Hindu temple and not feel that I'm doing something wrong. Um, I can quite comfortably go into a Jewish synagogue and not feel like I'm doing something wrong. I can go into a mosque and feel that I'm not doing something wrong because for me, intent wise, it's that we're all getting to God. Yes, Yes. there's going to be cultural differences across the board, which are generally man-made. There's going to be traditional things which are generally man-made. But when you strip away all of that and just get to the core, at the end of the day, the ultimate final truth is that God and God's there and God is love. And as long as that's what you're going for, um, as long as that's what you're going for, I think you're, you're, you're pretty much on the right road. One thing I was going to say is that we've spoken in the past about some other roads that you've, you, you talk about being grounded in nature as well. Yes. Would you, would you I, I don't want to get caught up so much in that because I, I, I really like the discussion we've had on, on angels and, and how that relates to other things. So I kind of like to keep on message there. But okay. Do you find that the different bridges work for you in different, circumstances or different temperaments different situations or do you find that um it's just when you need a bridge you need a bridge and you just go for what you've got at the time like sometimes you might want to go and ground yourself in nature i know that you're an artist and art in some respects as well people find there's a connection to god whether it's observing it or creating it um you've got your angels you're a meditator as well uh, i believe you do yoga as well is there a like a, a, a preferred bridge or is it just what comes to you at the time you know, it, it honestly is just what comes to me at the time. I'll, I'll give you an example sure. as to uh, Monday, yeah. just um, today's Wednesday. So Monday, I didn't have much sleep Sunday night. It was Mother's Day. And mm-hmm. um, by the time the kids all left and I got to bed, it was probably around 11, 11.30 my time. And I had to wake up at 2 o'clock and head to the airport for my day job. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was kind of one of those crazy days, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I get to the airport and my flight's canceled. And, and right then and there, I, I could have become upset. I could have, you know, emotionally, I could have just gotten angry at the people at the airport. I could have chosen a lot of, a lot of ways, a lot of emotion came forward. Right then and there, I asked for my angels to help guide me. And mm-hmm. I said, Please help me to understand this too shall pass and mm-hmm. all is well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and honestly, it just, this wave of emotion came over me and I just knew how to handle things. And I had, I was calm and I dealt with it in a very amazing way. Um, you know, that works really well for road rage too, by the way, calling your <laughs> angels and just asking, I'm serious. It really, really does. Um, finding parking spaces too. You can always call on your angels and ask to find parking spaces. So to your, to your, to answer your question, Monday, I chose to call on my angels last yep. week. 
I was having a very stressful day. Um, Mm -hmm. I just had this calling and this desire to go hike, take, take two hours out of my day and go hike. Mm -hmm. And I did, I, I took the dog and I went hiking for two hours. I came back and emotionally I was a different person. I was calm, cool, collect, loving life. Not just, you know, we're all human, right? Yeah. But we all, we all have things that interject and and again, the untethered soul. You brought that book up. You yeah. you, ch- you can choose to go with your thoughts, and you could choose to let those thoughts take you to bad places, or you could right. choose to to be in touch with your high, highest power. Yeah. And and whether that's through visualizing art, or creating art, or being yeah. in nature, or exercising. A lot of people run, and running yes. brings them to that space. Um, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to how I do it. It's what's available in the, in that moment in time. And it's what I feel will be the most powerful for me. That's beautiful. That's really, 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 really beautiful. And, and, and a great direction as well for people that are maybe getting caught up because it's easy to get caught up, isn't it? In, in yes. how we're doing. And I yes. think that's one of the tricks that the devil mind is what, what I call it um, plays on us in order to keep us trapped in, in loops or in stuck states or not moving forward stuck in the same life situation making the same excuses and having the same complaints it's getting so caught up on the strategy of what we're going to do to get out of the problem that we don't actually do anything about getting out of the problem yes so you spend so much time talking about what bridge to you that you don't actually just take a minute and just connect to connect to god and just deal with the situation you know yeah. How many times have you been on a highway and and you get frustrated about anger and you want to throw all of that anger at it and you're getting you're you're you know lowering your frequency moment by moment and you're in this bad yeah. space and nothing's going right? Well, guess what? Nothing is going to go right. You know, you're not creating anything it, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So there's so many things at our disposal that can help us. Um, be better people and, and, you know, get in that frequency of, of love and gratitude. And as Joe Dispenza says, gratitude is the ultimate state of, of receivership. receivership. Yeah. yeah. And I truly yeah. believe that. Create, create, create. Do you know what's great? Hmm. Um, just as we're talking about these tools, I'm actually looking at your business card right now. I just want to share with people just how randomly we met. Yes. <laughs> Because I was with my very good friend Andres, and we're in Cabo, at Los Cabos, St. Lucas Airport, and we're waiting in queue to go and do the whole immigration thing to get into Mexico. And you and Leslie were just there, and you just had this great energy about you, and we just started having this conversation. And then it turns out we we're going to the same place, and I just think that was just so cool, especially in seeing how the relationships developed since then, and being able to enjoy your art on Instagram every day and, and Facebook, which we're going to give people links to as well so they can kind of get a hold of it because it's just beautiful and inspiring little slice of joy to have in your life. And I just love what you do with your business cards as well. Um, Thank and how, you. Again, even talking about the whole thing of angels, I see that your business card is a type of angel for me because it carries a positive, godly principle of happiness into my office with me every day because it's there perked up on the side, right? Right. Yes. Um, I came back from a meditation from Joe. It actually was, was Cancun Yeah. in 2000, I think it was 2014. Yeah. And all of a sudden I, I channeled very loudly an artful soul, an mm. artful soul. And 
I was like, okay, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love to write. I love to inspire others. And I'm call myself a creative artist because I take my photography and I just manipulate it into something that just is almost otherworldly. They're that... so cool. They're so cool. And I hope people go and follow you on Instagram and catch up with your stuff. Well, thank you. Lovely. Thank you. And, and you know, what better way to, to make people smile if they see something pretty and beautiful and, and, you know, has an inspirational message that it carries with it. Mm. And yeah. And I, once again, it's not something I force myself to do. I I do it with the flow as, as I get messages, I will, I will put it out there as Uh, I have a piece of art that I feel that I can manipulate and create something beautiful. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, but how to... we met, though, is yeah. amazing. I mean, that was just so funny. <laughs> Loved completely, it. Completely, completely, completely random. Um, yeah. I love that. Though. But some of the most beautiful things in life are random, right? They're not yeah. planned. Uh, they're not uh, directed. They just happen. Yes. That's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to push your book a little bit because um, it's so random. Uh, not so random. It's so... Um, it, I want, I want to give people the opportunity to kind of connect with with the work you're doing because there's just an energy that I'm sure the listeners will, will pick up from you. Uh, there's an authenticity, and I'd really like as many people as possible to kind of carry that energy with them into their home. So, um, just give a little bit about your book. We're going to put a description and a link for people to to grab that in the um, in the description for the podcast so that they can connect to it. But just so that they know what they're um, they're going to have a look at. Sure. Well, once again, um, you know, it's putting yourself out there, right? Yeah. And, and putting if you don't put yourself out there, how will you ever, how will you ever get to that space that you want to get to? And when I when I very, very much the same thing, when I came back from um, Cabo, another thing I knew I had to do was I had to, to write a book. And but I didn't know what I wanted to write and how I wanted to do it. So I, I knew that I wanted to inspire others. I wanted to get them into that blissful state. So I created find your bliss and I did it through, um, um, there's, there's a, obviously when you're a photographer, paper means everything Yeah. you want, when you produce the picture, you want the picture to actually look like a picture and not just look like this grainy piece of, you know, (laughs) non-art on a book. So (laughs) I actually chose the publisher that I chose was Blurb. And, and honestly, I literally, I think I make like a dollar off of each one of these things that sold. But it's not about the money, right? Right. And so I, I, so why I went there was I even forgot to put an author page in the book because it wasn't about me. It was about getting out Mm. a a place for people to go, a page for people to flip through that every single thing they look at, they feel at ease. It comforts Mm. them. They, you know, they feel like they can fly high. They can conquer their fears. They can, um, you know, move towards their desires. Um, Anything, anything like that. That's, that's where this creation came from. So it simply is um, messages that come with pictures and yeah. So that's what it's about. I love that. And I do encourage people. I'm going to put the link in the in the description and I'm really encouraging people to go and give that a look um well, and also you. to connect with you on 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 Instagram what is um 
what's your handle so um an artful i have two on instagram um one is just an artful soul a-n-a-r-t-f-u-l-s-o-u-l and yeah. the the other is an artful soul underscore inspire so an okay. artful soul it's a little bit different that's where my creative art is and yeah. then with each piece i post i write i literally channel something it's usually poetry or prose or a story and i you know sometimes they match the picture i post sometimes yeah. they don't um but i always include my writing with the photograph and and then with an artful soul inspire that piece is just inspirational quotes sayings um whatever i, I again i channel or i feel like feel like moving towards whatever energy I'm feeling that day. And I superimpose those words onto photos um, and make like memes and yeah. to just kind of help brighten your day. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love I yes. Love that. It's so fun. It's, it's a great space to play in. And, you know, everybody a long time ago, one of my friends said to me, I am not creative. I wish I had, you know, an ounce of creativity like you do. And I, I looked right at her and I said, that's not true. Every mm -hmm. single one of us can create. You just have to be open and willing to do that. Um, one of the things I encourage people to do is, is put a vision board together. Go through, go through um, magazines and pick out pictures that speak to you. Positive yeah. positive pictures, um, you know, print out words on your printer and cut them out, look through magazines and find words that inspire you, cut them out and put a vision board together. I literally have four in my house right now <laughs> and wow. I'm about to create another one. And it's just, it's just a positive, take a picture of what you create too and bring it with you every day on your, on your phone. Um, we all are creators every single one of us it's just who takes that power or that um that creative spirit into different activities or even just recognizes it because even someone that makes a meal for their family or whatever yes and lays it out a certain way because they're they're just something comes out of them to lay it out a certain way that's being creative yes um even in how we do something a bit different in the way we tell someone happy birthday or how we greet our loved ones or whatever. These are all creation, right? Absolutely. All creativity. Absolutely. And we all create in, in what we do every day, um, the way we dress, right? Yes, that's another one as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The car we drive and how, uh, how we decorate our homes. Um, yeah. You know, every piece of us is, is created. And, yeah, so I... I I don't like to hear people say that because I do feel that every single one of us are creative in our own way. And, and honestly inspiring in our own way too. Right, Dan? I think it comes down to, um, I think sometimes people, a don't see the reach of what they do mm -hmm. and B um, play down the reach of what they do. So someone might say, I'm not inspiring. I've only inspired one person in my entire life. Yeah. But you have inspired someone. And you don't know what the forward, the forward payment, the, for, the, the paid forward reach of that inspiration is going to be. Um, somebody inspired Mozart, right? Right. And look how many people he's inspired. And I think it's important to, to not play down the impact 
of what we do, no matter how small it is. And to see that our gifts and these other things like creativity work on the micro and to recognize that they are still happening. Um, and I think sometimes people sometimes lose, lose sight of the fact that just because something isn't happening for you on a macro in one area of your life, there might be another area of life that you're not even really exploiting. Uh, I say that word tentatively um, or making the most of in terms of its power to be creative, be inspiring, um, be motivational, um, or even just be practical and productive. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people lose sight. It's very easy in a world where we're getting a lot more, um, a lot more in tune with spiritual things, a lot more in tune with um, creativity and, and things of that nature. We're losing, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that we still need mathematicians, right? right. We still need engineers. We still need um, physicists. We, we still need these things. And there's a beauty to that as well. Yep. And they're creative and in their own right too. In their own way. And no, no less That's beautiful right. or important than the other. That's right. I, I, I guide people to just get lost in the little things, just, mm. you know, the little tiny things, you know, a caterpillar, um, a ladybug, a, it doesn't always have to be nature. You know, maybe, maybe they just see somebody that's smiling that walks by them and they can get lost in that smile. Um, you know, I mean, just, just enjoy life, find the little things and be joyful for those little things. And that is enough to carry you to be, be the creative person you are, be the inspirational person you are. I love that. I love that. Thank you so, so, so much for your time and your energy today, Heather. It's been lovely talking to you. Um, a lot of um, nuggets in there, a lot of food for thought. Like I said, we're going to give people the, um, the means to connect with you and also um, to, to grab that book and get that in their lives as well. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to see you next, but I do send love to you where you are. Um, Thank you, Dan. Um, I don't, what time is it there for you now? Um, right at this moment, it is 9.51 a.m. Okay, so you've got the day ahead of you, so I'm going to wish you a good day as well. Um, I... My love to, you, to your son. <laughs> 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 oh, that's the story for another time. My love to him. And, um, yeah, just thank you so much. And, and thanks to everyone for listening. Do tune in next week where we're going to have um, another inspiring guest, um, some more beautiful nuggets, some insightful conversation, hopefully. Um, and until then, stay happy, do something joyful and uh, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Thank you, Dan. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.dreamwithdan.com for updates for more exclusive content. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.